Hello, this is Josh Gondelman. No, I'm sorry, I'm Josh Gondelman, and this is Make My Day, a comedy game show. The world is a stressful place to be, so every week I bring on one guest and slash contestant to play a game, and they're guaranteed to win because they're the only contestant, and throughout the gameplay, I assign them points based on how much their answers cheer me up. The winner, and again, only contestant, receives a $100 grand prize donation to the charity or aid cause of their choice. And then at the end, we each give a pep talk to a person or a group that we think deserves it, because this isn't all about me, it's just mostly about me. My guest today is a writer, an actor, a comedian. He's appeared on Broadway with Freestyle Love Supreme and appears every week on The Amber Ruffin Show on Peacock and sometimes NBC. And he's one of the hosts of the podcast, Brothers from Another Planet. Welcome to the show, Tarek Davis. Oh, thanks for having me. It's my pleasure to be here. Good to see you, Josh. Thanks for doing it. It's really nice to see you. We pinpointed, I don't think I could do this with everybody, but we pinpointed the last time we saw each other pre-COVID, which was such a nice time. That night was, uh, that was actually my last night on stage. This is why I still remember it so well. It was such a, a beautiful, beautiful night. It was also my birthday. And oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was Janine Garofalo, you, Rebecca Vigil, mm-hmm. uh, Micah, our Micah friend Sherman. Micah Sherman organized it with Mark uh, Stetson. And it was like snowing and it was just it was just a great night before <laughs> before COVID. And what a great feeling. Like, I think one of the best parts about like performing and and like having a career in entertainment for me is like just getting to like work with people you've known for so long at just yeah. this level that like oh people see us now. <laughs> right, right, right. Right. It's um I don't know if there's anything in life that can prepare you for that awesome feeling or just like oh people are getting to see me and my friends be us and as big as as we can be and it's like the best. And it's now the it's best. now a TV show with Amber as well. Now a TV show with my sister Amber Ruffin. Like we got I I was able to bring Amber on the Broadway stage with us. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm sorry if this is the divergence. <laughs> I love it. We, yeah, it was, because um, we we used to perform, for those who don't, like, Amber's mentioned it a bunch on the show. We met in 2002, 2003. We both got hired for a company called Boom Chicago in Amsterdam, which is a comedy theater run by Americans. It's an American comedy theater in the Netherlands, right in the heart of Amsterdam. It was seven nights a week wow. doing shows all over Europe and in Amsterdam. And Amber and I have done thousands of shows together. <laughs> <laughs> and so we we remark like how many shows we've had that were just bad. And we've been sure. booed and and the Dutch audience, uh, which I love very much, especially in those early days, were very honest. It's a there was a learning curve to learning how to do kind of a show. It's presentational in front of people who don't speak English as their mm-hmm. first language. So you can't rely on like references or you have to be like a bigger personality. Sure. And so Amber and I, these two, you know, chocolate M&Ms and like a bowl of, <laughs> I don't know, of, you know, uh, stumput, which is a Dutch dish, which is mashed potatoes with the sausages buried in it. Uh, we We would get booed or we get like comments at the end of like oh you're not funny but (laughs) um, horrible yeah let me buy you a beer like that's like the dutch way like very honest but backed up with like something nice yeah and so 
To juxtapose that with us at the Booth Theater, Amber came on stage with me like during my debut, during my week of my I'd Broadway debut. I'd run Freestyle Love Supreme. With Freestyle Love Supreme. So mm-hmm. I love Supreme, yes. And uh, she came on, she crushed it. We had a great show. But the, the reason I bring it up is like, you know, we have a, our bow at the curtain and we got a standing O. Wow. And Amber and I are holding hands, and I look to my right, and Amber's tearing up, and I'm tearing up. And we realized, like, the stage at the booth was just like the stage in Amsterdam. And we were just thinking, like, all those times we got booed, all those times, none of these people in the audience had no idea how terrible <laughs> we used to be. <laughs> and that's, what, that's why we were crying, and it was beautiful. Our game today is called Picking sides. Mm. In addition to being, we talked about this already, but in addition to being a writer, performer, podcaster on your own, you appear as I think like the 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 late night term for it is right as Amber's sidekick on the Amber Ruffin Show. I am the sidekick. Yeah. Today we're going to see who you want on your side and what you want oh. as your sides, as well as when and what needs to move to the side. This is a very verbally centered game, as always. I will score your answers based on accuracy, creativity, and how much they delight me personally. Tarek Davis, are you ready to play Picking Sides? I am ready to play Picking Sides. Terrific. First question. If you could have your own sidekick chosen from real life or from fiction, who would you pick? I mean, real life, I just, unfortunately, I won't go into it because we want to keep this fun and light. I had some hard times, but mm-hmm. uh, my cat kept me the most amazing company. His name is Cat, K-A-T-T. <laughs> uh, not off of Cat Williams, but William Cat, who played the greatest American hero, which was a show I loved him <laughs> when I was a kid. There you go. That's information. That's for wonderful. You. Yeah, but he would like you know he'd hop up on my couch if I was laying down, and he just put his paw on me, and like he can't verbalize, but I could you know, hey bud. How you doing? <laughs> That's so nice. He sounds like he already is a sidekick. And then, so from fiction, a sidekick. Uh, my sidekick from fiction would be Hawk. Now, if you remember, Spencer for Hire was a show. I'm of a certain age. I grew up in the <laughs> 80s and 90s. There was a show with Robert Eric called uh, Spencer for Hire where he was a detective in Boston. And he was like, you know, the Boston guy. Uh, yeah. But he had uh, this... Who wasn't really a psych. He was Avery Brooks played, you know, this kind of he was you never really knew what Hawk did. Mm-hmm. But anytime Spencer was in trouble, Hawk was there. Sure. And he was just much more capable than the main character. <laughs> and if you're gonna have a psychic, you need someone who's just why not have someone who's more capable than you? Who yeah. will eventually have their own, you know, have their we'll own thing eventually surpass you, right. Yeah. But right now, they, they need the gig. <laughs> they need the gig. And, like, you know, I thought, oh, Hawk, he'd replace me. He'd, you know, start dating my girlfriend. But it'd be great. Like, <laughs> she'd be taken care of. Uh, yeah, she's I'd be all right with, with Hawk. 100 points for each answer. That's 200 total. We are off and running. Thank you. Next question. I'm generally against side hustle culture, mm-hmm. like, hey, be your own boss in addition to letting someone else be your boss. But if you could magically be qualified to do any other job than the one you have part-time, just like kind of for fun, what job would you choose? Okay. This is going to get dark. Okay. <laughs> um, do you remember the movie Michael Clayton? Vaguely. Uh, 
it came out in 2007, I think, mm-hmm. 2008. Stars George Clooney. Mm-hmm. It like won some awards, but there is a scene in it where there are two gentlemen. Let's call them fixers. Okay. Uh, where they, you know, uh, someone is making um, making a problem for a company, and then they fix it. Mm-hmm. I won't tell you how they fix it. Sure. Or I won't even necessarily say I agree with how they fixed it or <laughs> who they fixed. I certainly don't. But um, I would like to be a fixer because I think there are a lot of individuals who need some fixing. <laughs> <laughs> Here in 2021, there are a lot of people who need some fixing. And if I had to just like, you know, for a little bit of a side gig, you don't even need to pay me. Just give me enough time for reconnaissance, mm-hmm. the money for resources. Mm-hmm. I'd fix it. <laughs> I like this. Also, Fixer does sound like F-I-X-R sounds like an app that you would yes. use. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Fixer, F-I-X-R, and there's like a little cute illustration of like a wrench. Yep, that's exactly exactly right. I feel like often someone would be like, oh, I would love someone to come over and bring their wrench and fix my plumbing. And like, "Mm, that's not what he does with the wrench. Yeah, (laughs) it's it's not really really our area. But if like, you know, if you've had multiple plumbers who've messed up your plumbing, (laughs) we are the app that you need to come to. Yeah, we'll fix the plumbers. We'll fix the plumber. And then they'll come back and fix (laughs) Have you been overcharged? We got it. Yeah. (laughs) This is an incredible answer. This answer is worth 150 points. Just like a nice number, not in need of any fixing. Like a a satisfying round number. (laughs) Next question. Mm -hmm. Okay, kind of a related question to this. If you could treat your life like a video game and veer off on a side quest for like a year... What kind of adventure would you go on? Oof. I think a side quest that I would go on. I guess I would try to, like, for a year, uh, become like a, like, uh, there was like a show called The Pretender. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember The Pretender. All of my answers relate to early 80s, 90s television. (laughs) (laughs) The Pretender was, this was so specific. My family was so into it. I think my, I watched a lot of it. My parents have seen every episode for sure. Pretender for me was like the first show. I mean, it was like fugitive and like there was like, all right, so there's the one-armed man or we're going to, no matter how these episodes, like we'll always remember the fact that we're coming back to the one-armed man. Yep. And so I remember watching The Pretender, and they were always like, we're always going to come back to who this dude really is and what's going on. It was like Quantum Leap, but without the science fiction. Like, he would just show up at a place and be like, I'm a surgeon this week. Okay, so here's our own side mission. You mentioned Please. my other favorite show. I have a jacket with a Quantum Leap patch. Whoa. That Buzz Aldrin noticed. I ran into That's Buzz amazing. Aldrin once. And he thought it was he thought I was really a pilot. <laughs> it was a real patch. One of the most inspirational, embarrassing moments of my life. But uh he was he eating. He tried behind to talk me. to you about the moon. He was like, yeah. so pretty pretty bouncy up there. I'm in a restaurant wearing this jacket and Buzz Aldrin's sitting behind me. And finally, like, after I see he's finished his food and I'm leaving, I work up the courage to say, You've been a huge inspiration to me. Yeah. And he's like, Yeah, 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 but uh Tell me, son, what, what, what's up with that patch? Where, where you serve? Uh, where you fly out of? <laughs> and he points at my quantum leap patch. 
And I'm like, oh, oh no. Oh no, this is Quantum Leap. This is about a and I'm explaining to him Quantum Leap. <laughs> and he's just looking at me and he goes, uh, and I'm like, and I and I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm just a nerd. I'm not really a pilot. I, I wish I could learn, I wish I could fly, but I'm just uh, I'm just a nerd. And he goes, son, it's never too late to learn how to fly. <laughs> and I just stare at him and like hold back tears and give a nod that's, and walk out. That's so beautiful. It's a digression, but like you mentioned, Quantum Leap, I love the Pretender. It. Uh, yes. So you were saying about the Pretender? Yeah. This was. I don't know. I I always wonder if other people remember that show because I uh, watched so much of it when I was growing up. Pretender would be the one where I would do my best to go on a side mission where I pretend to be uh, the black person at CPAC. <laughs> And uh, infiltrate for a year and work my way up and up and up the ranks and get everyone's, like, get photos, get everyone's personal information. Be the black guy they talk to. Mm Because as a black person, people talk to you. Why people talk to you? (laughs) Um, (laughs) But, like, I can only imagine, like, that's even, like, that is even heightened even more if you are the black person that, White people talk to at CPAC, and they sure, think you're one of them. Conservative, yeah. They will tell me everything. Yep. And I'm just gonna pretend to my ass all the way up <laughs> and get all the information and get all of the and have everything encrypted on a USB, and then I'm out. And they're like, "What happened to Skippy? <laughs> <laughs> Where'd Skippy go?" <laughs> Great undercover name. <laughs> that that would have to be my name. Uh, you know, like the peanut butter. Mm-hmm. I love that guy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and then all of that information just leaks out into the, the internet and the news. And that would be my side mission. What a great side mission. Good for the world. Uh, exciting. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, all, all because of the pretender. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to pretender so bad <laughs> when, I was, when I was here. It's like, oh. One week I'm a race car driver. the The next week I'm a chiropractor. Yeah, <laughs> that's how you have to say it. You have to pretender. Yeah. You can't. You have to pretend. Pretend. Yeah, right. Yeah. To pretender, the verb. Yeah, it's the verb. That's perfect. This is an incredible answer. This answer is worth 250 points because <laughs> of the pretender and Buzz Aldrin. I just couldn't imagine. Truly couldn't imagine a better answer to this question. I have a photo back in the Buzz Aldrin story up. I it's, love it. It's one of my favorite That's so uh, moments funny in my life. That it started off with like such a tender moment of you being, you know, like kind of like uh, authentically saying to him how much he meant to you. Then it took this turn where he was like, where you had to be like, I'm not who you think I am. <laughs> and then he still brought it back to tender. Yeah, it was a pretender tender moment. Pretender <laughs> um, <laughs> tender. <laughs> he thought. He thought I was something I wasn't, but I had to tell him the truth. It's perfect. 250 points for sure. <laughs> Next question. This is <laughs> this is a weird one, mm-hmm. but like I know I do this. Whenever you hear a list of prescription drug side effects in a commercial, what's the one, if there is one, that when you hear it, you're like, that doesn't sound so bad. I could handle that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um... This is going to be a weird answer. Uh, it's a weird question. <laughs> yeah. Uh, everyone loves The Simpsons. Yes. 
Buzz Aldrin loves The Simpsons. <laughs> uh, I think he was a Simpson. Uh, I think cops, that's right. Yeah, cops love The Simpsons, I imagine, right? Mm-hmm. I bet they do. I read something about how, a while ago, how penicillin can turn your skin yellow. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I think I could ride that out. I don't think <laughs> cops shoot white Simpsons. I I don't think they're going to shoot a white Simpsons character. They're going to see me walking around. Like, oh, look at that delightful cartoon character. And I'm like, do do. And then I'm I'm going to ride it out till I get back to my like kind of cinnamony brown. (laughs) This is this is not an answer I remotely saw. (laughs) (laughs) An incredible twist and an incredible surprise. Wow, this. It's all about pretending, man. It's all. <laughs> this is this is. There's a lot of pretending. A lot yeah. of tender pretenders. This tender week. pretenders, man. I think this is incredible. This answer is worth two hundred five points. <laughs> there's yeah. just so many good ones this week. I'm like overwhelmed. Okay. <laughs> Next question and final question. Oh, oh, so fast. So fast. Imagine, if you will a fictional town called Oceanside Heights in coastal Maine. Mm. What is that town's terrible secret? And what is their wonderful tourist attraction? Do you know me? Like, do you, like, we've hung out (laughs) once, but do we, like, hang? I say that because my girlfriend is from coastal Maine. Interesting. Uh, And we've been together for 15 years. And um, the first time... She's, we go to Maine a lot, so I, I'm very familiar with Maine. <laughs> and uh, if, if, if it's okay, if it's allowed, I'd like to share a personal story that leads into this that. question. Where she grew up is a tourist attraction, beautiful. It's insane. Bar Harbor, Maine, and Mount Desert, if yep. you've been there. Mm-hmm. Mount Desert, like it's Acadia National Park. Bar Harbor is like this very quaint, beautiful town. Not a lot of black people. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were there once, you know, eating outside of a restaurant before COVID times, eating outside and, you know. Just voluntarily. Not voluntarily. Not the only way that, that we could do it these days. Right. And, like, the weather up there is so beautiful. It's never, like, gross. It's outside of mosquitoes, like, are their only kind of annoying thing. But it's just, like, a beautiful place. We're eating outside. We're enjoying lunch and... We're heading, you know, we finished lunch, we're about to leave. And in the walkway out of, like, this outside area, right? So you have to, like, step over it. There's a can of grape soda. Mm-hmm. Now, it wasn't there when we walked in. It's very possible that someone was having a can of grape soda and was like, ah, I'm done, and placed it in the middle of this walkway in a restaurant that didn't sell grape soda. However, being a East Coaster black man, mm-hmm. my radar went off and I was like, is this in lieu of a noose? <laughs> and someone oh, no. was like, there's a black person out there having, having relations with a white woman. <laughs> what do we got? So, and his friend was like, I got a can of grape soda. <laughs> like, well, that'll have to do. We'll put it in the walkway. <laughs> He'll get the message. Oh, no. He'll get the message. Just the the quaintest hate crime. The quaintest, like, 
It, that's what, and like, that was like our joke. Like, after it was like the, the quaintest, most considerate racist hate crime. Just like, well, maybe he's thirsty, but he should get out of our town. But I hope he's hydrated. Like, <laughs> but I hope he gets diabetes. But I really want him to be well. Like, that's kind of Maine. And so it made me think of if there's this town. Was it called Oceanside? Oceanside Heights. Oceanside Heights. It made me think that after being going uh, to Maine for many vacations, mm-hmm. uh, it's called Vacation Land, and the land is beautiful. But there are a lot of people from Maine, especially those with money, who are not from Maine. Mm-hmm. I think there's a very specific Maine term of like you're not like something like you're not from around here, but something like that. But uh, yeah, John Hodgman writes about it in his book because he has a book called Vacation Land. Yeah. Um, and he's written about what, I forget what the term is though. It's, it's not from mind. away. From That's away, something. yeah. Is, it, is that what it is? Or yeah, it's from, from away. away. Uh, from away, like is how they would say it. Mm-hmm. They would not say it like how I said it. But um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's a town, Oceanside Heights is a town of people who are from away. Mm. And they're all in this gorgeous town. And the land is theirs, and, like, there's, there's a great fair in town that, you know, other people from away come to just to see this fair. And, like, they got silly mirror houses and <laughs> all the, and, like, the, the best funnel cakes and mm-hmm. best blueberry, like, filled with blueberry jam because it's Maine. But every now and again, like, uh, you know, during this fair, someone goes missing. Just one person in this fair goes missing. It's never somebody someone misses. Sure. And the secret is that in this town where everyone is from away, this town is kind of like the tip of the blade of Manifest Destiny. And to live there and to live there carefree and with all the, the wealth and beautiful weather, everyone in that town, like just once or twice when the, when the spin of the wheel gets to them, they gotta murder somebody from away. Stephen King, you're done for. This is you've been <laughs> eclipsed. <laughs> we <laughs> you've we been bested. Incredible answer. Oof, this this answer. Oh, and, and the the wonderful tourist attraction is their fair with the fun. It's their fair. Inside. Yeah, it's yeah. their it's their fair. It's kind of like needful things. You'll find that thing yep. that you're like, oh, that's like the thing I always wanted. Yeah. Uh, or I have a huge craving for. It's like. The craving fair. You will find your, that craving at yep. that fair. Yeah, this is very good. This is a great answer. It's worth 343 points. Wow. 343 being roughly 50% of the length of Stephen King's <laughs> novel, Needful Things. Shout out to the late, great Max Bencito. He crushed it in that film. Oh, yeah. Well, that brings us to the end of our game of picking sides. That brings your total score to 1,328 points, the highest all-time score in Make My Day history. How do you feel? Whoa! Oh, I... Uh, I'm going to shave off my beard, keep my mustache, and call me Steve Harvey. That's how I feel. <laughs> I love it. And as this week's champion, you've won a $100 grand prize to be donated to the charity or aid cause of your choice. Where will the money be going? I would like to uh, donate that money to Fair Fight. Which, if you, uh, if you, I'm sure most, a lot of people know, Stacey Abrams is the organization mm-hmm. that she helped found. That you know, we are in a lot of. Uh, there are a lot of bills going uh, around in state, local politics, trying to literally 
prevent black people from voting. A great choice. Fair fight. I'll put the information in the show notes and on the social media if people want to donate. And finally, our pep talks. We're each going to give a pep talk to someone or a group that we think needs it this week. Mm -hmm. Um, I will go first. My pep talk is for sideline reporters to keep on the side theme. They say that good journalism is meant to afflict the comfortable and comfort the afflicted. And sideline reporting is attempting to accomplish that while the comfortable athletes, and especially coaches, are at their most professionally afflicted. That is to say, in the middle of competition, when they'd probably rather not be talking to you at all. That's your whole job, to extract information when people don't want to give it to you. And even when they do feel inclined to give you a quote, they've been instructed to be canned and uninteresting. It's very difficult to provide work that is valuable when you know you're up against an onslaught of prefab. We played hard, they played hard. We tried to execute, but they executed better. We had a good half, but there's two halves in the game. And if you only play one of the halves, the game's only half done, the glass is half empty, half. It's tough to have any job where there's an adversary that you have to deal with, whether it's reporter and reticent subject, firefighter and fire, or podiatrist and yuck. But here's what you've got to do. You go out there and you play your game. You execute the plan as well as you can. Trust your preparation and trust your instincts. Leave it all out on the field and hope your best is good enough. That's why you practice. Hands in, everybody. Go journalism. (laughs) <laughs> Tarek, the floor is yours for a pep talk. That was beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> um, I would like to, using the uh, the theme of sides, I would like to talk to the sidelined, specifically those who've been sidelined due to a COVID diagnosis. I know what you're going through. I've gone through it twice. And it's terrifying. It's unimaginably terrifying. I just want you to know that... In those moments when you are in quarantine and possibly in quarantine alone, or in those moments where you are in a COVID ward in a hospital alone, I know what both of those experiences are like. If it's any consolation, if my small voice is any comfort, I'm with you. And I want you to know something. In that moment of terror, in that moment of darkness, in that moment of uncertainty, where all you want is to put as much gone between you and this moment as possible. I want you to know that gone is coming and we will. We will beat this. You will beat this. I am with you. Keep breathing. In that moment of darkness, my grandfather, who is no longer with us, before he passed, he told me the secret to life. He said, Tarek, you want to know what the secret to life is? I said, yeah, granddad. He said, pour me a drink. He told me about how my family and how he immigrated from the Deep South after he saw his friend get lynched. And in that moment of darkness, he found out the secret to life. And the secret to life was to keep breathing. Keep breathing. We need you. You will be right back with us, right back in that game. And then I promise you, Together, we will make sure that we never get to a place like this again. We will hold each other. I'm here. When this pandemic's gone, you got a hug waiting for you. That's my pep talk. That's beautiful. And, and I think it's going to bring a lot of comfort to a lot of people. Uh, thank you so much. And, and that's been the show. 
I'm Josh Gondelman. This has been Make My Day. Uh, thank you to this week's champion, Tarek Davis. Tarek, where can people find you and your work? Uh, you can find me, I'm on the socials. It's like a language I took in high school. I'm not that savvy at it, <laughs> but I'm trying to get better. Um, you can find me on Twitter, on Instagram. Uh, my handles are Tarek R. Davis on both T-A-R-I-K-R-D-A-V-I-S. And you can also find me as the sidekick on the Amber Ruffin Show with the great Amber Ruffin on Peacock and now at NBC at 130. And Brothers from Another Planet, which is a podcast that you can find on Instagram. And uh, yeah, those are some spots you can find me. Hit me up. That's wonderful. Um, and Amber Ruffin, the Amber Ruffin Show, Friday nights. Um, Friday nights, yes. This is terrific. Uh, listeners, the... If you'd like to donate to Fair Fight, I'm going to make that information readily available. And if you have your own answers to today's game of picking sides, tweet them at me at, at Josh Gondelman or at Make My Day Pod. Uh, thank you so much for listening. And that's the show. Make My Day is a Radio Point production produced by Houston Snyder and Naomi Steinberg, recorded and edited by Kat Iosa, executive produced by Alex Bach, Rich Corson, and Daniel Powell. If you like the show, please rate and review it as highly as your conscience allows. A five star review really helps. We'll be back next week. Until then, have several nice days. 